everybody, this is Mario from Barberview TV. Just to give you a quick reminder that we are live on Amazon TV, Roku and Apple TV. Also, we will be dropping that Apple app in the Android app here pretty soon. Just working on a couple tweaks to make sure everything's good from a global perspective. Also, follow us on all social media platforms. Hit the subscribe on the YouTube and make sure that you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I want to introduce a special guest this morning. Uh, thanks for waking up this morning and getting um, situated for me as uh, I'm just waking up. You can tell by my I didn't do my my moisturizing technique this morning, so I'm kind of looking <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, uh, a person that I met about a couple a couple a year and a half ago, um, very inspirational, was in a, a situation to where he. Um, really had to, he wanted a change and he wanted something where he could um make an impact also do do something that he loves the most and monetize from it i think we're all kind of at that stage to where we're caught in a cog of working because that's the way we were kind of i don't want to use the word program but that's what we're accustomed to and now that we've learned over time that i can make money doing what I love to do best and serve others and impact the community. That's something to where a lot of people didn't think was something where you could make a living, make a great living and monetize from it. And that's the reality. That's been the stories that we've been hearing all the time. Uh, so long story short, we have someone here that is um, kind of not new in the game, but new as far as in the industry of uh, starting the new wave of, of what barbering is going to be moving from 2022 and beyond. My man at Barbershock, what's up, brother? How you doing this morning? What's going on, Mario? Appreciate you having me on. I'm doing great. Coming live here from my uh, from my studio out in Philadelphia. Uh, appreciate you having me on today. I miss Philly, man. I was out there for like a year. I miss the food. I miss the vibe. Um, yeah. it's definitely, I don't miss the snow. It doesn't snow in Vegas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but good stuff. Yeah. Um, just wanted to, um, really just engage with, with you on some of the things that you're, um, doing and, and some of the history will brought you to this point. Um, the question I always ask everybody is how did you get into the barber profession? If you could please articulate that to us, please. Absolutely. So, um, I'll start it out by saying that going off what you said, I'm always, I was always one foot in, one foot out in the industry. So I cut hair uh, starting back when I was 12 years old. Um, I was in the bathroom with my brother, Nick and him, cutting him up. We were fighting and everything. And I was cutting my own hair and just basically experimenting. Um, but the rewarding feeling that I got when he would come home and be like, yo, my friends love the fade and everything. Um, allowed me to keep going within that. And then I picked the clippers up, but I never necessarily put them down. Um, so going full circle into where I'm at now, I did that, you know, cut people on the football team, um, always had a few friends, my core five group that I was always cutting their hair. I stayed in barbershops in uh, North Jersey where I'm from. So I was always at my one barbershop, Red's Barbershop. Um, I was at high-end barbershop, just always watching the guys, learning from them. Um, but again, I was one foot in, one foot out. So I was never necessarily fully immersed within the industry. I was also going to school at the time. I'm a graduate from Temple University, um, from the Fox Business School. I went on to work at a corporate uh, company. 
And there was no passion within that compared to me cutting hair and giving that rewarding feeling to other people that I initially felt when I would go to the barber shops. So where we met about a year and a half ago is when I decided to leave my corporate position and go to attend Premier Barber Institute ran by Tyreek Jackson. And I feel like it gave me a whole new breath, a whole new life into the barber uh, industry and was like a whole new welcoming to something that I've loved to do for so long. And I joined Premier Barber Institute and it was uh, November of 2020. Um, and through that time, you know, basically I already had the foundation set within that, you know, the foundation of learning how to fade. And as I got into Premier, every day, the culture of not only building upon that foundation, but learning the science behind the different techniques and everything, um, learning new techniques. Uh, and that brought me to when I graduated in September of 2021. And now I'm have my own studio. I'm full time with the barbering. So I basically in September of 2020, I said, I'm going, I dove in head first. I said, yeah. let me do this. This is my passion. I'm going to go ahead, go for it. And, you know, now I've been actually today is my one year since I got the keys to my studio. So Congratulations, one, one year since I got the keys to the studio, it was the, it was a couple of days after 4th of July, got the keys, came in, started building it out and started, uh, transitioning all my clients over to here. So that's a, that's a nice little rundown right there. That's a good success story. Uh, you, you touched on a great point. I'm gonna go back and revisit that. Uh, as corp corporate America, we, we think we have to go to college. Well, that's kind of how we're wired, right? Because you have our parents, our parents' parents. All we knew was we had to go to school. We had to get a job. We had to put in 25 years and retired and we're set. Not the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> Things are so dynamic, as I would like to say. In regards to um, feeling like you're making a contribution, like we go to school, you work for a comp comp uh, company, um, we we feel rewarded in some aspects when we do a good task in corporate America. What is the difference between getting accolades as a barber now versus getting accolades and doing things for corporate America where you're not taking complete ownership of the company? Mm. What is the difference in that? Wow. Yeah. So so the difference, I believe, from that is that um, the, the rewarding feeling. So, so, you know, you get this, you get this project, you get this job um, within the corporate world and, you know, you got to go through the different channels in the, in the um, company to, you know, get the, the completion of this project. And, you know, you get to the completion and they're like, Hey, nice job. Here's, here's the next project, you know, um, you know, it's just, Hey, here's the next project or, Oh, this, this wasn't done well. And it's not saying in a bad way, you know, you get a lot of learning experiences, how to work with different groups and everything like that. But I feel like for me, the difference is that um, on, on, on a very small level, just to be able to impact um, just every someone's life as they sit in the chair, you know, to be able to have that rewarding feeling of, you know, that they're sitting in the chair, like within that moment, I am having a conversation with them and making them, uh, you know, feel better about their appearance and make them go out and have that confidence. Um, to me, that is much more of a rewarding feeling. And additionally, like being a, being, being a business owner, now for, for my studio, everything that I put in, all the marketing, all the you know um, connections that I'm making with local businesses and trying to do that, 
it's directly impacting my, my business and going back into my business. So a lot more rewarding when you see, say, a marketing project go out, then it comes full circle and you see, you know, that you've increased a percentage of your business over a month long period of running that project. You're like, you know, I can pat myself on the back and then say, sure, hey, all right, man. now here goes the next one. Exactly. Um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm building that and building it out that way. So I think, you know, for me, it's like, hey, I'm built, working on something that I'm building. So. I love these conversations about, you know, I'm so business minded, uh, minded as well. Uh, and I love these deep diving uh, conversations about how we take something from zero and scale it to 100, because to me, it's important. A lot of people like yourself that's just starting, um, who has an education background, who started something mm -hmm. in corporate America, especially mm -hmm. in sales, marketing and business. I've noticed mm -hmm. a very interesting trend. Um, someone that's coming up, um, uh, like like some some of these new cats are being injected into the in industry just based on the culture that they're seeing. It's kind of like when someone grow up to be a rapper. Now people are growing up to be like, "Yo, I want to be a barber." Very fascinating, like yeah, yeah. What's going on right now. But as we came from different backgrounds, you came, you went to business school. Yeah. You only been starting for a year. Sometimes that may feel like you're behind compared to all the OGs of the industry. But somehow yeah. I feel that you have a leg up. You have like a, an accelerated fast track on leveraging your knowledge of business yeah. uh, from a corporate and applying those principalities to how it is to scale your business. Can you explain the difference between the two? And do you feel that there's an advantage from an educational piece for me? from a foundational business perspective that gives you an added edge to really um, level up your business quickly or scale it up quickly than the conventional route? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, going, going to uh, Temple, the Fox School of Business, um, again, built that foundation within the, within the business world. So from, uh, I, I started there in 2014, Went in, you know, undecided business, didn't really know what was going on. By 2017, my last two years, I was an entrepreneurship major. We were able to work on our own, on our own projects. So me having the passion within the barbering industry, I'm like, okay, I am now having focused classes with professors and different um, business minds, and I'm putting it all into barbering. So in 2017, um, with the help of uh, my two roommates, who one was a computer science major, one was an MIS major management information systems. We uh, back back end coded um, an entire scheduling appointment system website um, and saw the ins and outs of it from the ground up. And then seeing how that worked um, translated into, okay, now I understand how um, you can effectively manage your clientele and appointment system. Um, now fast forward, when I get into Premier Barber Institute, I've already learned that stuff from- Ooh, yeah years back and then one of the big questions coming out is like oh what am i you know i'm about to get out of barber school how do i um how do i manage my clientele and it's like well here so that's a little idea of like some of the things that have been learned additionally learning how to network learning how to handle um your marketing uh whether it's direct or indirect marketing social media campaigns all these things that that you learn um that I've learned before getting into the actual industry gives me uh, a leg up to be like, okay, now I can um, apply all of these different principles into this specific industry that I know I want to grow with. So 
um, you know, just running certain marketing campaigns, Google ad campaigns. Um, you know, I don't necessarily, I, I still go in and learn it. I love to learn like the systems like from the ground up because I think it's really important to know a lot of how these things work versus just saying, I'm going to go get someone to market it for me, but knowing how they work and then being able to extrapolate it onto a much bigger level, um, has given me a leg up to, uh, see where I want to go with the, within the industry. That's a great, uh, great answer. Thanks so much for that. As, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I, I'm kind of getting these thoughts like, does the OGs of the game have a disadvantage of not having that skill set? And additionally, um, what you're trying to accomplish, is it on par with what the OG is trying to accomplish? Or is, just, is it apples on apples or apples and oranges? Mm. Like, like, like your OG Red, right? Like you said, you've been, we've all been going yeah. to traditional barbershops. Shouts out to Red. Um, yes. Does he feel, maybe I should ask him this question, but I'm asking you since you guys have that relationship. Do you feel that he's still making contributions or do you feel from the outside that people like Red and the OGs that have this massive amounts of experience, do you think that the OGs are being like shut out or do you think they're having to adapt so quickly that it's maybe taken away from the things that, that they love the most, that just very slow crock pot, as I call it, interaction versus everything's like boom, 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 boom in the industry right now. If you can speak on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I think, um, I would say it's not apples to apples. I think that the OGs have solidified their spot within within the game. Um, he has a lock on his area. You know what I mean? From a business standpoint, I don't think that there's a busier shop out there, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's always the evolution of, of change. Like for me, I can, I can speak on, on my perspective. I'm like, well, now everyone's on TikTok. I'm trying to learn TikTok and I'm, and I feel like an old head now, like trying to get in there and and try to get in there and like, ah, I got to make this TikTok. I got to make this real. So I think there isn't a necessarily a comparison of the OGs and, and the new, and the new guys coming in because there's always the beauty in this industry that I think is that there's always something to learn. You can go to the Connecticut Barber Expo and learn a new technique where, you know, I, I can easily say I've been doing this for over 14 years, but I, there's always something to learn, new technique, a new machine or a new, um, you know, sheer technique that's coming out. So there's always going to be something to learn, but I feel like the, you know, as an, as the OGs, they've solidified their spot in the game. They've got a lock on, you know, what they've, what their contribution to the, to the game has been made. So I'll then answer that. Is it, is it hard to, there's a lot of distractions. There's like mm-hmm. you said, even in my industry, every day I'm waking up, like, what could I do better? I'm always thinking big. I was sharing with you some of the uh, things that I'm working on in regards to scaling Bar- Barberview TV, not only from a local perspective, but from a global perspective. And so do you feel that there's an enormous amount of pressure for success in 2022, just based on the way the industry is, the business industry as a whole has showed us analytics, um, social media, the advanced Mm -hmm. marketing, SEO. Do you feel that there's more pressure on on you as an up and coming barber now compared to someone back in the day who was like, yo, I got a six seat shop. If they come, they come. And I'm like the neighborhood he, he, hero. What's your take on that? Yeah. So um, I think you put it 
perfectly by saying that there's a lot of distractions out there, right? <laughs> um, there's a lot of distractions when you open up the phone and you see Instagram and you see TikTok and you're like, man, this guy's doing this and he's getting all these views and everything. And I'd, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't see that. Oh, you know, like, man, I'd be put, I'm putting in work here. Um, and I'm like, you know, struggling to get a hundred views. And I'm like, but I think it comes back to the core of staying consistent with, with what you're doing. Right. So, um, eliminating those distractions and staying focused on what you want to accomplish and knowing what your goal is. Right. So what my goal is and what staying on track with that goal, understanding that there isn't, there is that pressure out there, right. To be like, man, I got to you know, I got to get my social media game up. I got to get my marketing game up. But then, you know, coming back to the realization, like, hey, I'm still building brick by brick each day to and staying consistent on that goal. And I think that when you ground yourself with that ideology, then that's um, the most important thing to remember that, hey, you know, so-and-so is going to be doing this. Someone's going to be doing that. But you know, I'm, it's, it's competition with what, am, what did I do yesterday versus what did I do today, you know, and just staying and staying focused on that. So there is there is a pressure out there. But if anything, it's pressure on myself, you know, to like, hey, I got to I got to build upon what I did from the last day. So I kind of try to keep that ideology when I'm when I'm uh, when I feel that pressure coming on. Exactly. It It is like, I, I feel like we need 36 hour days right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially you, all that traveling. It just feels like it's never enough time. Um, from when you started your, your um, and w- once again, congratulations on the one year where you actually Thank got you. the keys. There had to be a holy shit moment, by the way. I don't care who you are. When, when you, it when, it's, when it's go time, it's like, this is what I wanted. Time to strap up. What yeah. grade will you give yourself? If you was very un- honest here, if you was to give yourself a grade from one year from now to your progress to today, July, and in, in, in the month mm-hmm. of July, what will mm-hmm. you give yourself and why? Well, I'm very, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I'm inclined, <laughs> I'm inclined to say C plus, but I was always a B and A student, so I would give myself a B. Very. Um, calm there because I've, I've made it a year um, being full-time. Uh, I've grown my business at about like t- from 20% since the last, since the last uh, analytics report that I pulled. Um, and I, I would say that overall, um, the reason I would give myself a B is because I, there's still a lot of room for improvement. There's still a lot of room to improve my marketing, to improve you know i want to i want to grow my business more um to get the name out there and there's always these are always things that i'm working on to make sure that the space is um i try to create a very like inclusive space of all my uh any client that i have so um i would say yeah like i've i'm very proud of myself i i have to remember as hard as i am on myself i have to remember to give myself uh credit because i did do it i did get the studio and it's still in operation a year later through various different obstacles that we faced um in the in the country so um i would say that you know i hey, i'm proud of myself and that um at the end of the day like i got to continue to work i could i you know and continue to improve on the things i know i need to improve on but you know overall um you know doing doing the doing the thing 
Good stuff. Now we're gonna come back in a year and, and see where you're at with that with that B to see if it's upgraded or or if you're giving giving yourself not not enough credit for it. So yeah, yeah. So, no, so, so we'll so we'll 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 put a pin in this chapter and, and go back uh down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no question the pandemic had tremendous impacts on everybody. You were, I believe you were in school during the pandemic, right? Uh, during. So, so right after, no. So I, I joined Premier basically right when it, uh, about a month or two after it opened up. So during the pandemic, I was actually still working my corporate job. And <clears throat> I've told, I've told people this and it, it's actually a crazy one for me. And I'm sure a lot of people that, consistently cut hair can relate to this is that when they shut down barbershops and studios, I was still cutting at that time. Um, I was not cutting when they shut everything down. That was the longest three months I've gone without cutting hair in like 10 years or something like that. I was like, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I had no clue what to do. I was like, Whoa, like I can't even cut hair. I think I'd only cut my roommate's hair that I lived with at the time. And I was like, Hey man, can I give you a haircut? Like we were just like experimenting, cutting, cutting each other's hair. But yeah, so I was, I was actually just, uh, just working at the time. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, definitely a, a tough time. So people who, um, I call it hit the fuck it button and say, fuck it. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do in life. And, and what I feel that my, my proverbial calling is, all of your friends, and I know we have friends across all spectrums of business, in the barber industry, corporate in the industry, people we know in different industries. Mm-hmm. Tell me what those conversations has been like during your full cycle of leaving corporate America to starting school to starting a business. Sometimes they are your biggest cheerleaders, and sometimes they do make you question yourself like, man, why do you want to do that? You have this amazing job. Mm-hmm. You're still pushing. How has that feedback have been from when you started and even currently till today? Full, uh, full support. You know, um, it, it, I really try to surround myself with people uh, that that keep a like-minded mentality. Um, at the same time, you gotta have, you know, you you, you like to challenge, uh, welcome the opposition as well. But I would say that the people that I'm around, uh, full support of it. You know, like you said, biggest cheerleaders. Um, just, just overall like you know it's like hey you took the step there's people that out there that want to take that step and you know i encourage them hey like if you uh want to go and do something and you you've got the you know plan set in place or you really don't feel like what you're doing right now is serving you um go ahead and try it out at this age you know i've, I've had a few people that i've consulted with since i took that leap um, and dove head first into the industry where they're like, Hey man, you know, I'm really thinking about, you know, quitting this job or something like, and I'm like, Hey, look, I've, I've sent, I've sent my two week notice to people and helped them doctor it. Um, you know, how they, how they need to, yeah, I've gave them, you know, tips and tricks. Uh, and I, and I love to hear their, their quitting story. If it's a good one, you know, I always, always recommend like leaving on a good note anywhere you go, but yeah, no, it's been full support. And I've actually, like I said, I've helped people that additionally want to make a leap into a different chapter um, and go in, go into it, uh, help them get through, get through that as well, because it's not um, an easy decision to make. You know, it's, it's a, at the time you're like, okay, I've got a, I've got a 401k. I've got, you know, a, a set salary and everything. Like I'm about to just jump in and vacate all of that, you know? So um, it's not a tough one, but it's, it's not an easy one, but you know, once once you do it and you see the results coming out of it that are coming back in, it, it definitely, you know, pays off. 
It's crazy. When I was at CT Expo, and we'll get into that in a second, I met a 51-year-old student barber that was like, I'm tired of 51, super OG white dude. Was yeah. like, I'm done with corporate America. My wife supported me. I'm good. So to me, when you, it's good to hear these stories, to have a part of your own business, to have something that's yours, that started from scratch, always a good feeling. Um, Absolutely. What have you learned about yourself during this whole transition that, you, that about yourself that you didn't know that was inside of you during this whole transaction of becoming to be a barber? Mm, so I would say one, once I, once I made that transition, right, it's no longer having uh, that manager to keep you hold yourself accountable. Right. So I've learned, um, within myself that the, the discipline is there, right? I have to, I have to discipline myself every day and hold myself accountable that at the end of the day, I got to close out my books. At the end of the month, I've got to close out my, my accounts at the end of every morning, you know, I wake up and go to the gym and I've got to, you know, no one's telling me to do that. I got to have, I got to have that intrinsic motivation to keep that going. So, um, I would say just, um, you know, that I've learned through myself that I know I've learned that I can do it and, that I just have to keep that positive mindset and I have that to continue to go because there's, there's definitely times when it's like, man, this is, this might not be the easiest or whatever, but you know, when, when that, when that motivation strikes down is when, is when the discipline comes in and keeping that discipline throughout um, any of those high, low periods is, is definitely uh, something I've learned about myself that, you know, I can, I, you know, the, the track might veer off a little bit, but then, you know, I can pull myself right back to it, you know, Absolutely. get right back on track. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, CT Expo, amazing. Uh, the biggest global exhibition of Barbara's products and just the industry as a whole. Uh, that was my first time going as well as I'm yeah. in, um, taking a global company. I need to be at the biggest spot. Tell me Absolutely. your experience as a, as a, as a barber now going to expo and just a different mindset that you're having from a student to a barber when you enter an arena of that size. <clears throat> Mind blown. I was, I came from, like I said, I was one foot in, one foot out. I cut hair. I knew nothing about the industry. I knew nothing about a barber expo. I knew nothing about, um, I didn't even know anything like that existed, right? And mm -hmm. to come a year after um, graduating from the, from the barber school to be there, I mean, it, it was amazing. I think they, they, they totaled it at over, what was like 11,000 people were there. Um, the, the opportunity, again, to network and see just some amazing techniques learn and meet from some amazing people and make connections there that you know can really you know further along in the barber industry i mean i was just mind when i was speechless at a certain point just like i've never seen a haircut done like that i've never seen anything like that i've seen it on instagram but i haven't seen it anywhere so i was like it was cool and then you know you just get to you get to see some people that you've you know seen on online so it was, it was a great time overall I definitely will be back. Um, and no, nah, it was, it was just amazing. It was, it was an amazing experience. Um, and for the, uh, I think Jay major set it up like, like great job by that because, um, it's something that I encourage any barber to, to go to and at least get that exposure. If you are interested in being in the industry, because it's just, um, you can, you can learn a lot. I was out of school for some time. So, I come back and my clients, you know, they see my posts on Instagram and they're like, hey, 
how was it? And it looked amazing, man. And you know, you have a talking point there with your, with your clients and I'm just telling them like, Hey, you know, we're going to do this haircut a little bit different today because I learned this technique and that, that. So, you know, you're in school, you're learning every day, leave it for a little bit, but you go there, it's educational, you know, it's, it's educational to say the least. So really you good know, time. As you're thinking about this, I'm easily switching back to corporate America. It's almost like a CEU unit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, unit. like I have to go to get, I have to get like six units of education um, yeah. just to kind of keep up with everything. Cause it's going so fast. It's, it's a whirlwind. And um, do you think, and that brings up another point, do you think there's a fear of missing out in the barber mm. game? Is there a fear of like, I got to be on top mm. of everything. I got to wake up. I got to do this. I got to do that. You wake up in the morning to go use the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning. Wait, let me, let me see what's. <laughs> what's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if there's a fear of missing out. I think again, it comes back to the, to the consistency and just continuing to work on, each each day what what you what you want to see from from your contribution into the game so um and and there's uh, there's always content being posted out so you know it's we have we have so much accessibility now at the at the uh, palm of our fingertips to catch catch up on what's going on in the industry see what's going on see what people are doing so um i wouldn't say that there's necessarily a, a fear of missing out more so of like are you taking advantage of the accessibility that you have to not miss out on what's going on? You know, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, well put. I love these conversations. Yeah, yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> I love it. I can talk about this all day. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's talk about your future. Uh, where do you see yourself moving forward? Some of the things that you're doing now, and what we could be looking for. Uh, look, looking for you as far as contributions to the barber industry moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So on a personal level, I have the studio here. I'm uh, working on, you know, renovating that out right now, really giving a new revamp look after that one year kind of a uh, process to say, hey, this is now I've got comfortable in here. Let me see how I can improve it. Um, eventually, and then, you know, looking forward, um, still I'm working on uh, the website type of on the website side of things. So necessarily, um making that accessibility for other barbers um, to have what I've had that has helped me grow within the industry. I want to give that to that, to that next uh, generation. So working on the tech, on the barber tech side of things is going to be something that you can see. And then um, on a personal level, just continuing to work on my personal branding. Um, as you see, I got like the t-shirt going on right here. Right. I've been working with, yeah, I've been working on a little bit of different, um, you know, merch and everything. Um, trying to just focus on the personal branding and, you know, building up, uh, you know, the, the content that's out there for people to see and be able to share my knowledge that I have with so many years in the industry so other people can, you know, take from it. Yeah. Gotcha. Good, good stuff, man. Um, yeah. Tell us how, tell the views out there, how can someone reach you if they're in the Philly area, how they could book you and all your social media things that you have going on right now, please. Absolutely. So on every social media platform, that's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it is at MySpace? the barber. My, no, no more MySpace. I'm not that old. I'm not that old now. It is um, at the barber shock. Um, and then on my website is www.thebarbershock.com. Um, if you are in the Philadelphia area, you can book an appointment in under a minute and a half. So that is one of the main things that I've worked on. 
um, a very seamless booking experience um, that involves notifications, uh, calendar integration, um, and it is all a, it's a private studio experience. So when you book, you have all the instructions on how to um, enter into the space um, that is given into the private studio. So it's a real um, exclusive experience that that comes with the booking um, the booking app. So, um, but yeah, it's at the barbershop on on every platform. Awesome things. Really, one quick question that you you jogged my memory here. What makes the studio experience to you? different than the traditional barbershop experience yeah so i love both i love both i've worked in i've worked in a bunch of shops before um and then the new the studio experience again has been a year for me um i love the studio experience because it really i'm able to focus on that one-on-one very much uh deep detailed uh haircut for the person that's coming in versus when I'm in a shop, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm moving at a different speed. So I'm really able to tailor what the conversation, where the conversation goes. They feel comfortable within the studio. You know, you come in, it's a relaxing experience. Um, you know, so from the studio experience, I feel like, uh, and it's, it's all inclusive. So there's, there's people from, you know, different, um, you know, everywhere, different aspects of life that come in and they, they're like, hey, I feel so comfortable in here. So it's a comfortability factor and it allows me to create within my own space and, you know, really, um, you know, control the environment. So gotcha. love, love it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't wait for you. Uh, and shout out to Tyreek Jackson. Um, Absolutely. Where you were when I first interviewed you a year and a half ago to now, I want you to get some popcorn. <laughs> and get, you're going to be like, yo, that was me. That's wild, <laughs> you are just about to hit your 1200 mark or your a okay. stage. And you were talking about okay. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So it's, it's good to just see your growth. Um, I'm a big cheerleader of you and I love success stories. I love the fact that, um, You've you've taken a risk, a big risk, where you've invested in corporate America, you've you've pivoted to your your passion of one foot in, one foot out. Uh, man, I think we can go all day, but I do have one more question for you. Um, yeah. In regard in, in in regards to that experience, why do you think people choose? Why do you think um, people don't want to come out the gate? Um, mm as a barber, especially at a, at a, at an age to where you was at, where you already was wired, um, for, um, corporate America. Um, why do you think that is so, do you think there was a, there was a time when you was getting cuts back in the day and were like, I want to be a barber or was that even a thought? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mean like, um, from in the, you mean in the corporate, um, standpoint when I was getting cuts that I wanted to go, is that what you're saying? No, so say say for instance, right? You've been cutting for fourteen plus years, right? Okay. Okay. You there was something in your DNA that was going to lead you to this path, regardless if you want to do it or not. <laughs> Why didn't you just do it from onset? What made you go to the? We always do that. We go with the safe oh, play. Yeah, right? I got you. I we got go you. with the status quo. Why did you do that? And and do you and and how do you think it's going to impact people? going further with their decisions yeah so i would say again uh at that at that time it was it was pressures uh, societal pressures um as simple as that you know having the thought of there is no success in 
going without going that traditional route, as you want to call it. So mm-hmm. going to college, getting that degree, and then getting a job, right? So you have the, the safety of, of a salary and everything. I, I think I think it's changed a little bit since then. We're seeing people be more a vocal advocate to say, it's okay to work with your hands. It's okay to go into different – college, you know, isn't isn't for – everyone. I, I know people that are very successful that never went to college. Um, so I think at the time for me, it was just that societal pressure to, to think like, oh, and then, you know, there is the back of my mind, like, oh, like, yeah, I see everyone around me has a job and it's really cool. And this is definitely like the barbering wasn't that traditional route. So um, I almost had to go about it in a way where I was like, I, I got to have that goal in my head that I know I can do it. Um, but I had to work through those societal pressures before I, you know, finally built up the, that courage to be like, okay, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? So do you think because barbering wasn't considered a job? Cause that's been a lot of things that I've heard from people. Like I didn't really think barbering was a, was like a legit job. Not a yeah. Did, yeah. I would say, I would say that, you know, it wasn't necessary. It was like, it was, you know, more of a, a hobby or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and, you know, you hear, oh, you can't, you know, make it just doing that, like whatever. So you, you hear all these things and, you know, it kind of comes back to, um, it, you're going to get in what you put out, right? So if I was still in the corporate world, but I'm not 100% passionate about it, I'm only going to hit a certain plateau. Whereas like, now realizing and knowing that barbering is my passion and you know learning through you know different various life situations that what if you put in a hundred percent to what you love like it's going to love you back you know and you will get you will reap all the benefits from it as long as you you know you're staying you know committed to doing what you're doing so yeah just you know took it took some learning steps and everything to get through all that you know Shot. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. Don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you got clients uh, waiting. Hey, brother, thanks so much for your time. Uh, no, I appreciate you. And It's been an amazing conversation just on the business absolutely. level, personal level. I think the industry needs to hear this. I yeah, think absolutely. Things that people need to understand, like we're humans, we're, we're rooting for everyone. There is a entry point. You just have to figure out where you want to interact, what risk you're willing to take, and also believe in yourself, most importantly, right? I, I think that's the key. It, it starts with yourself, man. But uh, Absolutely. Once, once again, thanks so much for your time, uh, your, your, your friendship, and uh, I look forward to seeing bigger and better things from you down the line. Absolutely. Peace out, everybody. All right. Thank you, Mario.